metta loving kindness meditation i hope you can hear me very well uh, this is a part of what called brahma viharas practice meditation brahma viharas has been translated as best behaviors or divine abiding divine abodes All these practices, the four kinds of practices. I have to begin again a little bit. Maybe two minutes. Give me one more two minutes, so like this. A few people are still arriving. So this afternoon we are going to start our practice, which is called the Four Brahma Viharas. There are many translations that we have about Brahma Viharas. One is Divine Abodes, Divine Ab Abidings, and the Best Behavior. So these are the four pra uh, Practices called loving kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, and equanimity. Today I'm going to take up <coughs> the practice called metta, loving kindness, or loving friendliness. Uh, can you hear me very well at the back? Yes, that's good. So, I'm going to say a little bit about these practices. Uh, because uh, this is the first talk about them, and then we can practice uh, for guided meditation, and then uh, uh, I'll ask if somebody has one question or two. So I begin with metta loving kindness. So this is actually part of uh, mindfulness. Most people think these are different practices, but it's part of the fourth foundation of mindfulness. It belongs to the fourth foundation of mindfulness where the Buddha talks about the four noble truths. So then the noble eightfold path, so there's what we call right thoughts. So metta, loving kindness, belongs to what we call right thoughts. It's intention. Right? It's thoughts that you cultivate so that you can radiate loving kindness to all beings, starting with oneself and then others. The way we do it here, uh, we, go, we do it systematically. We can start with oneself, then you go to the benefactor, friend, family members, then you go to a neutral person, then a difficult person, and then all beings. Today I'm going to do oneself and others. So then, uh, before we do that, I'd like to tell you uh, 
more about meta loving kindness. My teacher Bantuk Bunaratana once uh, always translate meta with the word friendliness because mitra means friend. So this word loving kindness, it's somebody came up with the word in, in 1950, I mean in 1500 and it, it was uh, an English person actually and uh, that word you find it in the Bible. But it seemed to have a different meaning uh, in the Bible and it is supposed to be love for some people of God or but here, loving kindness actually, it's really uh, like it's like you have to cultivate it for all beings. So it belongs to what we call apamanya. The word, the Pali word is called apamanya, means boundless. That means the number of beings that you send loving kindness, they have no limit. There's no limit to, um, to the beings you you send loving kindness. I want to compare it to the sun. When the sun shines, it doesn't shine only to Ugandans. <laughs> Thank the Buddha. <laughs> it doesn't choose, actually. So if you really find yourself selecting a few people and uh, leaving out some, then maybe you're not cultivating loving kindness, at least from the Buddhist point of view. So you have to really open your heart slowly, organically, and really radiate this loving kindness. Of course... It's not uh, you, you, you really fabricating these thoughts. It's not faking it until you make it. It's really genuinely looking at really what's the, uh, what uh, human beings like most in this world. They all want to be happy. They don't want to suffer. I've done this experiment with small insects. When it's walking, you block a little bit like this, not to make it suffer, but and as an experiment, you put a stick there like this. It's amazing, even a small insect with very small consciousness, it always finds another way. It never wants to climb over the stick. And, <laughs> and it, does, it makes sense that no human being wake up and say, I like to suffer, I don't want to be happy. <laughs> so, it for me, it's just amazing that the common denominator of all of us, we want to be happy and want to be free from suffering. So, uh, metta loving kindness, the Buddha taught it, and uh, he didn't taught it in isolation uh, with other practices. So, you need mindfulness. In fact, when you practice metta loving kindness without mindfulness, then you are going to run into all sorts of problems. One of them is called near enemy, whereby uh, something will masquerade as meta, but it's not meta, like desire, right? Attachment to somebody. And you say, I have a lot of meta to somebody, but actually what you have is more attachment because you, you didn't practice it with mindfulness. And then if you practice still meta loving kindness without mindfulness, you go to what you call far enemy hatred, ill will will arise. And you wonder why. It's because you don't have enough mindfulness. So we need both. In fact, even when we practice mindfulness, we need metta. 
Right? So most of the time I start my meditation with sending loving kindness to myself, sending my loving kindness to my breath, sending loving kindness to... I mean, it helps to open up. And then I, I go to what you call mindfulness practice. So you can start with, of course, also mindfulness and then send metta. And you, sometimes you may not have to really repeat the phrases, but really a moment of pure awareness is a moment of loving kindness. So that means even when you don't really uh, actively say, may I be well upon peaceful, may all beings be well upon peaceful, really when you are practicing mindfulness, your concentration arises, then there's no ill will, at least at part-time, uh, <laughs> Then actually, that's a moment of loving kindness, metta. So you can see these practice, uh, practice, practices are intertwined. You cannot separate them. The Buddha said that the benefit of practicing metta is there are about eleven benefits that I'm going to go through. One is you sleep well. Another one, you wake up very well. And <laughs> so then, uh, this is a problem actually in the world, you know. People cannot get enough sleep. And then also he talks about uh, not getting nightmares. Right? So those are three benefits already. Then you become, of course, friendly to beings. And for me, I see it when I travel in these long plane rides from Uganda to here. Or I send loving kindness you know, as I'm sitting on, on a seat. All of a sudden, I can hear a little bit of hand going through the chair like this, and then like this. Then all the time when I look back, it is a kid. You know? The mom doesn't know, maybe don't want it, but the kids sense somebody who has loving kindness. Many times it has happened. You know, kid just, I mean, they're bored, you know. They don't, <laughs> so they just see somebody who's really calm and peaceful, and they just put their hand, do like this. <laughs> So I've really tested this uh, this benefit already. <laughs> so you are friendly to loving, uh, I mean to beings, they are friendly to, to of course, non-humans like dogs and all these things, but you have to be also very careful. Joseph, a teacher of I, I'm with, was uh, so be a dog and sent, stood, stood there to send loving kindness and the dog bite him actually. <laughs> So be very selective sometimes. But for me, it was a different case. When I was uh, meditating, a bear came, and I showed my loving kindness by running very fast. <laughs> <laughs> that was my loving kindness. <laughs> Once I was in my kuti, <laughs> that's the best loving kindness in action, actually. Well, if you sit there, may you be well upon peaceful. The bear is in front of you. It may not work. Sometimes it works. So you better have a safe distance fast, so you can count on that fast. Anyway, that's a benefit to be friendly to loving uh, to non-beings. Also, you are friendly to devas. You know these are invisible beings. Uh, then uh, another benefit is the seventh benefit. That's already six of them. Seventh benefit of uh, uh, cultivating metta, loving kindness. By the way, that also cuts across the board. All other uh, uh, for Brahma Viharas, compassion, mudita, appreciative joy, and equanimity, also those benefits are 
equally applicable. But the Buddha, it's amazing, just talked about metta, but you can extrapolate, actually. They also include other four brown vihars. So then uh, the seventh benefit is that you have what you call good complexion. Ah, Meta Cosmetics is coming in here. <laughs> really, the inner beauty is just amazing. For me, many times I go to these monasteries, Catholic monasteries, uh, in Brazil, where I teach in Brazil, in Uganda. You really find these Catholic nuns. Uh, they've been there for many years, but I mean, it's just inside you see the beauty, you know, the beauty inside, you know. You see, I see many people like that, actually, really. So that's, I think, also wonderful benefit. That's a trade-off. And then another benefit which you like most also is that you actually are not affected by poison, fire. Hmm? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> There's a poison, there's a fire, and then there is another one that, uh, yes, poison, weapons, yeah? fire, and all that. But my friend, when you are learning Buddha's teaching, you have to be very, very careful. Don't take things too literally, you know. Some of it is figurative, some of it is actually literal meaning, so you have to be very careful. Though we have stories where people have been protected, actually, in Buddhist scriptures, we find stories where somebody is protected from these, uh, through practice of loving kindness, somebody is protected from fire. But don't take it too literally when uh, you, see, you substitute firefighters, you know, <laughs> because you have a lot of meta, you know. So really, uh, you have to understand that these are uh, figurative speech, uh, the fire of greed, hatred, and delusion. Those are, we call them fires in Buddhist teachings. We call about uh, those, uh, the fire of greed, hatred, and delusion. And uh, of course, we know when we practice metta loving kindness, we are free, we, f we, are, we don't have anger or ill will. And also we put aside greed and also fear yeah, the Buddha talks about um, practicing metta. When fear arises, you practice metta. So then there's another benefit, which is uh, uh, the benefit of gaining concentration easily. When you practice metta, you gain concentration easily. That's why for me, whenever I start my meditation, I start with metta, loving kindness. You gain concentration easily. Because you don't have ill will, you know? And then uh, another benefit is that you die peacefully. You die peacefully. And the, that's the tenth benefit. And then the eleventh benefit is that if you don't attain final liberation, of course because of attachments, then you actually end up in what you call Brahma world. Brahma world, I don't know if you believe in the Buddhist cosmology, but it's a great place to be. <laughs> All right, that's the benefits. I just show you how to. <laughs> you hang out there, you know. If <laughs> you don't get all full benefits, but at least that's a consolation prize. <laughs> you go to Brahma World. They say that when you go to Brahma World, it's just like opening your eyes like this. 
So you get more about it. But that's enough for today. So now let's go to how really to practice mental loving kindness. This is how I practice it because we want to start practicing it. So you have to know that you need to find some, a phrase that resonates with you. Let's say, may, may I be peaceful, healthy. I'm just going to suggest those phrases. But you can find the, any phrase that resonates with you. Things to remember that these are not just repeating words. It's a meaning that you connect to these words. What does it really mean to be happy, peaceful? That's very, very important. Find a phrase that resonates with you. Another thing that I do with meta-loving kindness, especially when I start with myself, is in the beginning when I was attending this meta-loving kindness with Sharon Schalzberg at IMS, I found out it was not landing. I was just saying words. I might as well, I, 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 it's like A, B, C, D, like this. There, there was no meaning. But when I connected the meaning hmm, and also the qualities that I like about myself, then it was easy. So when you send meta, try to find out at least one quality you like about yourself. Just coming here on a retreat, even if you don't like yourself, you can, that's a good start. And if you don't find a good quality about yourself, you can at least count on your intention, intention to be happy. So at least you have intention to be happy. That's one quality, right? And then once you really find out one quality you like about yourself, then you can just really find one word that really stands for what you like very more, I mean, you like most about your life, what you want to, to achieve in this life. For me, when I look at what I want to achieve in my life, I want to be peaceful. I want to be happy. Not only for today, but for the rest of my life. So just choose one word. Then uh, you send loving kindness, and then you do the same thing when you go to the benefactor. When you go to the benefactor, don't just grab any benefactor. Just find out good qualities about that benefactor. Somebody who has helped you spiritually and all the things. One would call it about somebody, and then you generate these words. Uh, may you be peaceful, may you be happy. So I, actually, this helps you to kind of uh, uh, arouse positive emotion about oneself and the benefactor. The proof of the pudding is in eating, so let's start now. Okay, sit comfortably, feel at ease. Let it go of the past and future. I'll guide you first five minutes and then the rest we can sit. All kinds of meditation begins with relaxation. See if you can relax into your body, your mind, let go of the past and future. There are two options to start meta loving kindness. You can start with yourself, and if it's okay, then you go to the benefactor. But if you feel that it's difficult to start with yourself, you can actually go first to the benefactor, and then you, you put yourself after that. So assuming that you're starting with yourself, 
See if after you take a deep breath and relax and everything's okay, you're breathing as you breathe norm, as normal as possible. You're connected to external world, internal world. Then I would like you to bring to mind what quality do you like about yourself? Is it you're generous? You are kind, you practice ethics, morality, like you've been here for many months and those who have just come, imagine that you've been maintaining all these five precepts. Can you even imagine one day when the whole country, let's say United States, uphold one precept? That would be a wonderful transformation for the whole world. But you are here keeping five precepts. So you can start with that quality of being uh, ethical, moral conduct, being mindful, being compassionate. Just choose one quality you like about yourself. Then from that place, you find one word that resonates with you. Maybe peace, happiness, healthy. Then you see if you can wish that for yourself. You can repeat this word. May I be safe. That means inner and outer safety. Inner safety, that means freedom from tormentation, uh, tormenting mind states. And outer safety, that means free from all difficulties. Uh, situations, uh, virus, um, different elements. May I be safe. May I be healthy. May I be happy. I found out three phrases that are just the right amount that I need to remember. May I be safe. I be happy. May I be healthy. If you feel you can handle four phrases, you can also include the fourth. May I live at ease and peace. But for me, three is just about the right number. Because this has to go from a verbal level then to mental level, repeating them mentally, the phrases. And then you have to go beyond mental level and really feel, feel that loving kindness. And that can even lead to concentration, as the Buddha said. If you choose to start with a benefactor, Again, you do the same thing. See if you can find one good good quality you like about your benefactor. Maybe they have been helpful, they gave you advice. It can be your teacher, your friend. Any benefactor that really has, has really helped you in your life. And don't make this into a project trying to find a benefactor. 
really anyone that comes to your mind. Once you find that quality, then you see if you can wish the same thing that you wished yourself to your benefactor. So you can say, may you be safe. May you be happy. Be healthy. So I told you, you, these are not just words. They are really meanings. You have to really connect to the meaning. So you have to pace yourself. You don't have to go through these phrases mechanically. I'm just repeating them very fast because I need to give you more time to be to create yourself your the phrases yourself. That's what I want you to do the next the rest of the city.
Having seen that all beings like oneself have a desire for happiness, one methodically develops loving kindness for all beings. practice. If I ask one question, I, there's a few things I need to mention. I think maybe you have not paid, seen them in your chanting here. Uh, this is where Meta shakes hands with a mindfulness practice. But I'm sure you've been chanting, I don't know whether you paid attention to it, a tamsati maditea in Pali language, which means uh, whether standing, walking, seated, or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. The Pali word there is called satima, satima detea. So in other words, uh, this is said to be sublime abiding. That's a place where you can quote from the Buddha himself, talking about how metta loving kindness shakes hand with mindfulness. Can you repeat that? Yeah, it's here. Uh, the Pali is a tamsatima diteya brahma metta viharam idamahu. That's in Pali. I think you don't have it here. You have it in English. So, but in, in English it says that whether standing, walking, uh, or walking, seated, or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. Satima in the, in the Pali word. This is said to be sublime abiding. Yeah, so the Pali word is satima, the, which is a recollection because that's the traditional meaning of the word satimanfulness. Of course, later on, uh, it was raised to a high philosophical, philosophical value to mean paying attention to the present moment. This is where you can quote the Buddha equating mindfulness and metaloving kindness. That's one point I needed to mention. Okay, another point I need to mention, uh, you're going to get a lot of instruction about Brahmaviharas, but I want to see how, tell you how they're connected. For me, I look at all these practices like Brahmaviharas, like electricity. Electricity comes to Spirit Rock or wherever it goes. It comes all and it's put into the building. So once it's in the building, you can decide what you're going to use for it. Yeah, you can use it for ironing, you can use it for cooking, you can use it for everything you want. So the same with Vobra, for Brahma Biharas, you bring it to your house, <laughs> metal house. So what happens is you can see what you're going to use for, for this Brahma Biharas. So when you, you really want to cultivate happiness and anybody you want to wish happiness, then you send metta. When somebody is suffering, you send compassion. When you wish somebody to be uh, successful, you send mudita. And uh, once you find out things are not working with all your effort to do those, and then you send equanimity. So that's how they're connected. <laughs> Don't get overwhelmed with all these instructions. I mean, you're going to get all flavors of instruction here. You've got chocolate now. Next time is vanilla. <laughs> all this kind of thing. <laughs> So don't be overwhelmed. Don't be overwhelmed, my brothers and sisters. So, so I think that point on I needed to mention too. I think another point I need to mention is what? Mm, senior moments. Mm, let me see. I think that's it for today. Anyway, <laughs> I think uh, you ask any question if you have. Think, oh, yeah, there's something I, I need to mention. One thing I need to mention. 
is that uh, when we do this practice, there's intention to practice and there's effort. The problem, I think, what I see most of us when we practice metta loving kindness and even other practices, there's always an orientation, I mean expectations. Okay, Buddha said that when you practice metta, you gain concentration easily. I have not yet got concentration. What's wrong with me? Am I not doing it right? Let me wait for another teacher to give the instruction. So many problems, we make problems about these kind of things. Instead of resting and settle back in a present moment and arouse the intention, intention to practice. And then you put the effort. I always tell people to practice like chickens. You know, chickens, what they do? They go and lay eggs, and then they go there and sit on them. They even have intention, by the way, and effort. And then they go a little bit, and then come back on the eggs, and they provide enough heat. And once the eggs have enough heat, mother hen doesn't poke the eggs for the chicks to come out. The chicks, they are the one because they have a hard beak. They are the one who get themselves out of the shell. So metta loving kindness, all other practice, people are very creative. They practice while leaning towards the results. We are result-oriented people, you know. We are coming from industry world. Come on. We manipulate the results. When we come to this practice, then we get lost, really, with all our desire to have all these things. Happiness, peace, and all this kind of thing. That's what I wanted to really uh, warn you about these practices that you really do the best you can with your intention, with your mindfulness and effort. Please forgive, well, at, at, at least for a moment, uh, put the results down there. It's not your area. Things will come organically if you have done your, what you need to do. That's what chickens do anyway. <laughs> for me, I have a metaphor of planting seed, you know. That's what we do when we plant a seed. You can put the seed there, water it, remove the weed, but you, you, this, how the seed is going to grow is outside, outside your control. They have their own schedule to keep, you know. Anyway, one question only, because I have only two minutes. I saw you. I don't know who started, but... <laughs> okay, I'm not sure who started, but anyway. You, please. Well, that will be another person coming to guide loving kindness is going to be giving uh, loving kindness to a difficult person. But if you, yeah, because I'm not the one who's going to do that, another teacher will do it. But if you want my advice, I do what you call bypass method. Bypass method, I send loving kindness to all beings, anaconda in Brazil, elephants in Africa, black, I mean black bears, white bears in Alaska, everywhere. And then once I feel that I have loving kindness to all these animals and everything, and then I would put the difficult person last. That's what they call bypass method. It works. <laughs> I learned it in West Virginia where we had all this staying in the cooties where it was cold, and then you had to start fire using kindling and pieces of wood and all these things. If you start Start a fire with a wet wood, it won't it didn't work. You have to use kindling and all these things and then you put on bigger woods and all. then once the fire has caught, 
then you can bring the wet one. It will catch fire. So the wet wood means a difficult person. But still, there's a, a footnote to this. Don't start with the most difficult person. Start with some a little bit annoying. <laughs> Since you are going to have a full teacher talking about this, allow me to stop here, please. But that's a tip. That's what I do. I have many difficult people in my life, but this works. This works if you do bypass method. All right, thank you very much for your practice. Uh, is it a quick one? Just a moment and ask it if it's a quick one. Um, sometimes when I'm doing meta, I find that um, a lot of hatred and ill will arises. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like turning the rocks up the river. Mm -hmm. Top, they're smooth, but at the bottom, mm -hmm. sometimes I just switch to mindfulness and just track. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. As we say, don't, this don't fake it until you make it. You can go to other practices, but there's a lot of other practices that you can go, like forgiveness practice that helps if you have load blocks. It's like riding, I mean driving a car. Driving a car, you meet traffic jam, you just don't stop driving for the rest of your life. <laughs> no, I'm just giving an, an analogy. You can try to do maybe get, do other shortcuts and go this way, and do, and then you can come back when they do tours and all these things. So there's a lot of practices you can do. You can really get another object altogether. Don't really get stuck. And also there's a way how to deal with the anger, hindrance. So you can practice mindfulness of that hindrance. You can really practice forgiveness meditation. You can do by, by, by method, bypass method that I've told you. But also remember that uh, when we practice loving kindness, so because that's the result of our practice, sometimes we can still uh, feel there's a lot of stuff that comes up. So this is not a moment to give up. We try as much as possible, but don't force it because this is not something you force. Back up and do other practices. And once you gain enough momentum, then you can open up slowly by slowly. I hope that helps. Okay, thank you very much for your practice. And uh, may, may you continue. May all beings be well apart, peaceful. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.